Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Are you going to hit a button yeah. so we can talk to Steve Phillips? It's time for our weekly conversation with former GM and MLB Network Steve Phillips. Brought to you by Washington's Lottery. What's on your ultimate bucket list? Play Washington's Lottery today. Now with Steve Phillips, here's Mitch in the morning. It's got to be a bucket list item from Washington's Lottery to go to Chavez Ravine, isn't it? I've been there. I would think so. You ever been to Chavez Ravine? No. Oh, man. No, no. If you get there for the start of the game, the place is empty. <laughs> and if you stay, you might see Larry King there behind yeah. home plate. So what, they show up late and leave early? That's what they do. Is that how it works? Yeah, the traffic is bad. Ladies and gentlemen, here he is, our buddy Steve Phillips. I don't know. Where were you yesterday? You're on vacation? Are we bothering Uh, you? Listen, I I know you were SMHing yesterday. Uh, (laughs) uh, uh, (laughs) Thinking about, where is this guy? I was was at uh, an amusement park. I was on a roller coaster. You were? Uh, Yeah, then I got the text uh, from Matt. I'm like, oh, yeah, right. Oh, my bad. So uh, I apologize. I was, uh, you know, as, as we're kind of traveling around the country as part of our show, I figured I was uh, just going to go on vacation. The kids are on spring break, and uh, my fiance and her little guy and my two youngest guys, uh, uh, seventh graders and eighth graders, are on the road with me. So uh, we're, we're down on the beaches of Florida. So what's a more exciting kind of ride, the, the 10 or 12 minutes that you spend with me on Wednesday mornings or the ride <laughs> that you were on in lieu of that yesterday? What's your, uh, no, what, I'm, I'm SMHing right now. Uh, so... Uh, I, I mean, listen. This is always fun, and, and uh, it was it was not uh, that you were you were completely out of my mind, and I felt horrible <laughs> afterwards. So I'm glad to be able to make it up today. Well, I don't know. I mean, I don't know that we should be bothering you on your vacation. Number one, number two. I don't know. I mean, you're a baseball guy, and you'll always be a baseball guy, and it's hard to take our our hat off when we go on vacation with our families. This is you. You heard me describing it. If you didn't see it on the TV last night, wherever you are, it's a. It's a it's a it's a real head scratcher. Uh, Robinson Cano, second and third. Logan Morrison walks. Cano thinks the bases are loaded. Yeah. Starts to trot home. We've got a live ball. What we learned in little league, right, Steve, is that on a walk, if the ball gets by the pitcher, hustle your way to first in little league because you might be able to go to second if the catcher's asleep or the ball gets away sure. because it's a live ball. So we know it's a live ball, and I, I, I'm left here this morning saying I don't think I've ever seen that in my life watching a big league game before. Yeah, not a big league game. But I've seen it quite a bit in little league games. There's no question about it. Now, you know, Robbie Cano, you know, at times had some blunders about outs and innings back in the day with the Yankees where he catch pop-up, thought the inning was over, and then realized, oh, yeah, it's not. He's had that a few times. And the fact that it's linked to a slump at the plate is not uncommon for players that the mental lapses because they're so obsessive about hitting that a lot of times if they're struggling, they get lost in their head about what they're doing at the plate and how they're hitting and what's going on with everything else that they just don't always pay attention. Now, now shame on him and, and shame on third, the third base coach as well. That, that has to be, uh, you know, as soon as you see him going, you've got to be yelling, what are you doing? What are you doing? Get back, get back, get back. Uh, and, you know, they both kind of dozed off there. The third base coach assuming Cano, you know, knew the situation uh, that it was not bases loaded at the time when the walk took place. Uh, but it's a, it is a it is a bonehead play, and those are the kinds of things. Honestly, 
you know, as you look at the start of the season for, for the Mariners, you know, they seem to be losing in every different kind of way possible. Yes, yes Right? They, they yes. lose the pitcher's duel. They lose where they get out slugged. They lose, you know, they've got uh, Nelson Cruz, what, homers in five straight games right now, and they're losing games. You know, then, then you see, uh, uh, you know, your, your closer blowing one in, in Fernando Rodney. And, and so you know, there's a lot of different ways, and these sorts of mental mistakes cost you where you can't win a division in April. You can sure lose one, and and they're certainly not playing the way they they were constructed uh, to be to be built to perform. Right. So uh, before we get off of the blunder, uh, and for those people that are just joining us this morning, good morning. Steve Phillips is the voice normally on Wednesdays. Brought to you by Washington's Lottery. We'll talk a little bucket list baseball item. Brought to you by Washington's Lottery. Before he gets off today, he's on Thursdays vacationing. We missed him yesterday. Before we get off of the blunder which is uh, for the people that didn't see the game last night, Mariners trailing and in, in jeopardy of being swept after they lost leads in the first two games. They're down 5-1, 5-2. Cano at third with, uh, with nobody out. I guess there's nobody out there, or maybe there's one out there, and he, he gets caught coming home thinking the base is loaded on a walk to Logan Morrison. He gets thrown out in kind of a weird fashion. All right, so now you're Lloyd McClendon, Steve. Things, right. things aren't going right. You know, different managers have different styles. Look, it's a big, long season. These are big adult players. You know, you don't want to you don't want to wear them out early. But sometimes a team needs a wake up call. Maybe sometimes there needs to be a closed door session. I don't know if three and six is uh, is worthy of that. H- how do you handle this? I mean, you could you can look the other way and kind of giggle about it and say, "Hey, guys, get them next time." Come on. You can light your third base coach up. He's easy to light up because he's not the twenty-five million dollar a year ball player. You can uh, you can use this as a as a as a way to get a message across to your team. How, how do you handle something like this when your team's not playing well? If you're Lloyd McClendon, yeah, I think there's a number of different ways. Managers have to have a feel for their team. And Lloyd McClendon, you know, is learned, you know, has worked under Jim Leland, had worked under Jim Leland, you know, a number of years before coming back to being a manager. Uh, and I think I learned a lot from Leland. And Leland is a guy that, you know, he can light into a team, but he, he's really particular about when to do it. And I think that, that if you do it after three and six, there's some level of panic that, that it feels like for the manager, like, boy, the pressure's sure getting to him. Yeah, we're not playing great, but we've only played nine games. We all know it's a marathon. We all know we're going to play better. Why is he jumping this aggressively right now? So, you know, I think that it's a reminder of it. I think that he'll have a conversation, no doubt, with the third base coach. Absolutely, we'll have a conversation with him, uh, but not publicly. He won't air him out. He'll call him in and say, listen, I, I, it's not your fault completely, right. but you need to be on top of this as well. Uh, he may call Cano aside and say, listen, Robbie, listen, you can't. That, those sorts of things aren't acceptable. We know you're going to hit at some point. I'm not worried about that, but you're the leader on this team. If the time comes, that he needs to have that sort of stern closed door meeting. Uh, Cano must be a target. He must be a target. When you're getting that kind of money uh, and you're making bonehead plays, uh, even if it's you know ten days from now and Cano starts to play better, Cano needs to be the target because he he's if if you go after your best, it sends a message to the least. If you go after the least. Then the best are kind of like, oh, you know, why, why is he hit? You know, everyone else is thinking, well, why are you picking on, you know, the 25th guy in the roster when maybe you should be going after the star players? And so, you know, you have to have the sort of strength and thick skin as that star to be able to handle it. And I think Cano could, 
But I don't think that McLennan's at the point yet that they're going to start uh, railing on each other and, and, and trying to do that. I think that would reek of some panic right now. Do you think your best guess, do you think there were any – do you think he just lets Cano run back to the dugout and go into the dugout and nothing is said? Or do you think something is said in the dugout? Do you think something is said in the club? I'm not asking you if somebody if there's a screaming match. I think – is there any – is there even a – come on, Robinson, you got this. Yeah, come on, no, come on I, Robinson. I, yeah. No, I think uh, not in the dugout. I think that those are ones that are best served the next day. Yeah. I mean, Cano is embarrassed. There's no question about that. Humiliated and embarrassed about it. Right. You know, jumping on him in the dugout is only going to make it worse. And I think that from a player's perspective, we've all been there. We've all made some bonehead play in our day. Right. Uh, and, you know, you know it when you do it, and nobody feels worse than you do. And so nobody can make you feel worse. You already right. feel terrible. Right. I-, I think the next day when the emotions are out of it, then you say the so. reminder of the mental part of the game is where right. the conversation takes place. All and right. I-, I can't imagine that Lloyd McClendon would handle it any differently than that. All right. Steve Phillips is our guest. We love having him on every week. Brought to you by Washington's Lottery. We're going to ask him about a bucket list item in the world of Major League Baseball for baseball fans. We have defined this earlier this morning. We defined uh, we defined something called that guy. That guy, Steve. I want to tell you what we define that guy is. The sports guy. That guy. You know the guy who's watching the NFL games with a bunch of friends and, and a replay of an earlier touchdown from another game comes on and he thinks it's live and he starts cheering? <laughs> You know that you know, yeah, that, know guy? that guy. Okay, yeah, yeah. you know the guy. It's the same guy who's in the baseball game, and there's a routine fly ball to right, and he thinks it, and he reacts off the bat like it's going over the like it's a home run, and then he realizes the right fielder just makes a routine catch on it. You know, you, you know that <laughs> yeah. guy. I know that guy. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. He's also the guy. He's also the guy that might wear his own name on Richard Sherman's jersey. He pick, <laughs> buys German jersey and then replaces Sherman's name with his own. You know that guy. Sure, sure. Okay, all right. So that guy, we've also defined that guy as being the guy who freaks out after nine games of a 162-game baseball season. That guy does all those things, and we definitely don't want to be that guy because nine games is a very, very, very small sample set. So my question to you, this is a long-winded way of asking you, when is it okay? How many games, how many licks does it take to get to the center of a Tootsie Roll Tootsie Pop? Right. How it's many three, games? By the way, I remember the it's, commercial. That's it's right. Three. It's three. Yeah. So, so my question to you is when is it okay? When are you no longer that guy if you get a little bit concerned about, okay, where are we going here? This isn't going the way we thought it was going. How many games does it take to, to not be that guy? Yeah, I think it's, it's somewhere around the middle of May. You know, around May 15th is kind of where that starts to kick in. Okay. Because I think that, that, you know, you get through April, and I always like to see the calendar change. Because, I, you know, a lot of times the weather starts to change from April to May. Uh, and for many players, just something different is the trigger for them to go, okay, now I'm going to be better because something's different. Because the mental part, I mean, people just don't understand the mental part of the game. That, that just some, you know, a hitter hitting in a different spot in the lineup can make all the difference in the world. A hitter hitting in a different spot in the lineup can make it worse for a certain player. You think, well, what's the difference? You're hitting, you know, you're coming up and hitting. It's the same kind of pitcher against you. Why does it matter? Uh, you know, a guy pitching in a certain role out of the bullpen changes the way you feel about things. Why? Just because the mental part is so important. And I think that a lot of times I've seen players, I had a guy, Roger Cedeno, was a horrible April player. Horrible. He just could not hit. And, and I, would, I would go to him on May 1st and I'd say, you know what today is, right? He goes, what? 
I show them the calendar. It's May 1st. You can hit now. So go out there and hit. Mark Teixeira can never hit in April. Can't right. hit in April. I mean, right. His numbers are dramatic. And right. I think that, that, that uh, you know, it allows, May 15th allows for that change to kind of trigger in, the weather to be a bit warmer, and start to see some shift in momentum. If the team is playing in mid-May as poorly as it was in, in, in throughout April, then I think you've got some real reason to be concerned. I, I think what adds to the troubles that we have as Mariner fans, and I'm speaking kind of on behalf of everybody, which I shouldn't do. I guess I should only speak on behalf of myself. I mean, when you see – when you you know, they go out and they spend money to get the, the, the cleanup hitter, right? They go out, right. they go out and they get the, the home run king. They bring him in here. And what does he do as soon as he leaves Seattle and goes on the road? He does what he did last year. He had 25 of his 40 home runs away from Camden Yards. He hits, he hits six home runs in five games. I mean, he goes, right. he starts doing exactly what you paid him the big money to do and exactly what you've been missing all this time. And yet, they can't get out of their own way and win these games where he's homering, right. and it's it's leaving me very frustrated because if Cruz was was off to an 0-73 start with zero home runs, you might say to yourself, "Well, he's going to get going one of these days, and the Mariners are going to start winning." Well, he's going. Yeah. I mean, he's yeah, no, he's going yeah, as good I, as he can I, go really, right now, right? Yeah, completely get that logic, and yet let, let me let me calm everybody down a little bit because I think one of the questions about Nelson Cruz going to Seattle, was would the power play as significantly as it did last year in Baltimore or as it did in Texas and what have been known to be hitters' ballparks? What we're seeing right now is that Nelson Cruz looks like Nelson Cruz and that it doesn't matter because his home run didn't scrape the backside of the walls in those other parks anyways. He has prodigious power, and that power is playing at Safeco. It's playing on, on the road. It's playing everywhere. That's the good news. One of the, one of the things that if I came into the season and said, what are you least concerned about for the Seattle Mariners? There'd be three things I'd be least concerned about. Felix Hernandez right. being an ace. Right. Robinson Cano hitting and Kyle Seeger hitting. hitting. So, so and, and Seeger and Cano aren't hitting, but they're going to hit. That's like, a, like if that's your problem, then don't worry about it. Right? I mean, it really is. I, I think that they're going to hit. And to know that Cruz has answered the question about the ballpark factor – and that Cano and Seager are going to hit, and yeah. Felix is going to continue to be the ace, right. you're still in a good spot. Now, okay. the bullpen's been a little bit shaky so far, but when your closer's not right, the rest of the bullpen's not right. You know, they've made some blunders here and there. The young kids are getting their feet wet starting pitching, and, and that's part of the nature of young pitchers. Tywan Walker and, and, and James Paxton are going to have some days where they're going to go those seven and a third inning, three-hit shutouts, uh, and then they're going to come back the next time and throw a two and two third inning clunker, and it's the nature of having young starters yep. as they learn and grow and adjust at the major right, league right, level. Right, so right, there is no reason right. to panic right now right. in Seattle. The okay. fact is, the most predictable thing are the ones that are struggling, and so I'm not concerned about right. what's going to happen gotcha. to them offensively. Gotcha. And the Taiwan Walker thing. I mean, everybody tells me for uh, for 40 years, 35 years, people have been telling me, Mitch, don't don't pay attention to spring training. Don't pay attention to spring yep. training. Don't pay attention to the guys struggling in spring training, and don't got, pay attention to guys doing well in spring training. It doesn't matter. And I, of course, shake my head and say, no, 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 I, I want to pay attention to spring training. And then Taiwan Walker goes out. Your prized prospect, who everybody's waiting to pop, 
He pops in spring training, doesn't allow. He allows yeah. two earned runs in 26 innings. He's literally the best pitcher in the Cactus League. He looks overwhelming. He's confident. He comes on the show. He just sounds like a new man. And what, of course, does he do in his first two outings? Seven and a third, 14 runs, a 17 ERA, and the league's hitting 420 against him in the first two games. I mean, who would have ever thought that was going to happen, for goodness sake? Yeah, I, I mean, it is it is the nature of baseball. It's what makes it the best of all professional sports for me because, you know, the, the ebbs and flows, when, when it's failure is so inherent in the game, when you're good and you fail seven out of ten times, then the timing at which you succeed becomes that much more critical to the overall team's success because any team can go into the season and, and be a playoff team if the timing works out perfectly. It doesn't always work that way. And right now the timing of who's playing well, who's not playing well, who's hitting, who's not hitting, who's pitching, who's not isn't working all that well for Seattle, but it will because over time right. talent prevails. And right. that's why the marathon of the season at the end, we always crown the best teams when they win a division. All right. Before you go, Washington's lottery is asking who's on your bucket list, what's on your bucket list. We're talking baseball bucket list trips. If you were going to win some lotteries and you were going to do some trips, the, the, the Mariners just got finished with kind of an odd series in a National League ballpark known as Chavez Ravine, Los Angeles, Vin Scully, Tommy Lasorda, all the celebrities, the late-arriving crowd. D- does, does Chavez Ravine in Los Angeles, does that trip – on on your list somewhere, I know we talked about Boston. Do you like the L.A. trip to Dodger Stadium, Steve? I, I do. I feel a number of things. One of the daytime, you hit any one of the number of beaches out there. Being on vacation on the beach right now, I'm kind of in a beach mode. So, I, I you know, you can hit the beaches. You can go out to Malibu. You can eat along the, the ocean water on a cliffs there, and it's, and it's spectacular. Uh, but I think, you know, you go to Dodger Stadium in Chavez Ravine, and the, the Dodgers do something better than just about anybody else. If you're a baseball fan, their connection to their history and tradition is better than any other organization. Really? And typically, third inning, fifth inning, seventh inning, they'll say, hey, fans, down by uh, the third base dugout, Manny Mota down there, Ron Say down there, Bill Russell down there, they'll, they'll, Steve Gartley down there. They'll always bring out some player from the past that if you're a fan that you're connected to, you know, as, you know, as I think you and I are close in age, as you said, you know, to be able to connect to those, those Dodgers where they had Lopes and Say yeah, and Russell yeah, yeah, and Garvey yeah, in the infield, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, Reggie Smith in the outfield, Steve Yeager behind the plate. I mean, it was uh, they, so it really is a great connection. And, you know, Pat Sajak is there all the time, as you said. Uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, it's, uh, listen, who can you listen? Pat Sajak is a huge baseball fan. You love him there. But you, you know you're going to see some star there as well. So it, it is always a lot of fun. Uh, thanks for visiting with us. Enjoy your vacation. Thanks for taking a minute or two out for us. We appreciate it. All right. I won't have you SMH next week. I'll okay. be ready on Wednesday. That a boy. That a boy. Enjoy it. Enjoy the next roller coaster. You got it. Okay. Uh, Steve Phillips there on a weekly basis. Brought to you by Washington's Lottery. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.